0: It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio.fm FM and dot SF. Yay! And the comedians are here, and we have a really full list, but we have drop-ins, and we'll have room for everybody. So do not worry. Uh, we'll def- definitely have room for everybody. I hate those things. Uh, <laughs> anyway, people put baffles on them, and then they go, "I wonder why I can't hear myself." I'm like, uh, whatever. Uh, lifting the veil for everybody here at Mutiny Radio. Your first comedi- uh, four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. <coughs> that's exciting. There's uh, food in the back. Uh, feel free to eat pork if that's your thing. And put your hands together for your first comedian. It's Dakota Price.
1: <coughs> Woo! Yeah! How's it
0: going, every-
2: How's it going, everybody? Living the dream. Living the dream out here. I ate some ribs, feeling great. Uh, just did the show. Trust me, my friend's an expert. Every Monday, four o'clock, where I pretend that I'm an expert for two hours. Yeah, ask me anything. Uh, gross. I got hemorrhoids. Uh, how'd I get hemorrhoids? Uh, eating poorly. Uh, I shit a lot. Uh what? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> How's everybody doing, man? Sam West, you're looking great. Look, looking wonderful. Uh, God damn, fucking, you look like a ginger vampire. Like, yeah, I fucking love you, brother. Uh, thanks. I'm pra- practicing my crowd work and roasting skills right now. That's what I'm doing. Uh, actually, uh, just pop my back. Great. Uh, I realized that 99% of the problems I have in this world are uh, I made up. <laughs> I made up all the problems I had in this world uh, because I found that out. When I looked back into my my, my school yearbooks uh, to my emo phase, I was like, shit. I did that to me. I did that to me 100%. Like 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 I was like, "Oh man, I'm sad and depressed." You know what I should do? Exclude myself even more from everyone else by dressing completely different and listening to sad music to make myself even sadder. Cause that's that's a great idea. Like I didn't even like try and make friends. I was like, everybody fucking hates me. Ah, and we're all black and like went to Hot Topic, and got beat up a lot. Uh, but no, like I create like all my problems. Like like, like they're all made up. Like you know, like I fucking I, I make up all my problems. It's not real. None of it's real. Um, I do have one real problem, and that's like uh, y'all uh, y'all may have noticed I walk kind of funny. Like I got these fucked up looking feet. Like I stand like this. Like I waddle around like a penguin. That I was just born shitty. That's that's the one percent. That's the one percent. Or I'm like I I was just born shitty. That's that's it. And like they're like, Dakota, why do you walk like that? I I'm like I don't know what to tell you. I'm just fucked up. I just I'm crippled. Uh, if you're actually wondering, this is what happens when you grow to be six foot three by the time you're twelve years old. Yeah, I, at 12 years old, I was six foot three and 280 pounds. That's a big fucking 12 year old. Like that fucks your body up, you know. And so like, uh, that's that's one of the few things I'll just accept. as, uh, like, I'm just born fucked up. All my other problems I make up. All my other problems are made up. Like, uh, I don't want to go to work today. It's like, what? Do I not like money? Like, what oh the fuck? No, uh shit, guys. Does anybody remember how great their emo phase? Fa- anybody in here have an emo phase? And do you know what shortly came after my emo phase? I, w- I got into uh, the insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, like being, like being emo or goth is just a gateway to being a juggalo. <laughs> whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Anybody know what that means? Like, uh, I'm going to leave you all with one thing. I don't even think it's a joke, but speaking of Juggalos, um, my friend Matthew Dart, that's his name, uh, he's a very big man. Uh, weighs about 480 pounds. Very large uh, dude from the trailer park. And uh, we went to the gathering of the Juggalos, and they had a competition for biggest hatchet man tattoo. And if that's the uh, that's the logo for the Juggalos, if you didn't know that. A man running with a hatchet. And... Uh, my friend Matthew Dart went on stage, took his shirt off, and turned around and revealed a fucking three foot long. Ha- it was his entire back. His entire back was a hatchet man, and the entire audience lost their fucking mind and sprayed Fago soda everywhere. It was great, and uh, that's the end of my set, guys. Yeah,
0: Dakota Prize, <laughs> everyone. Magnets, how the fuck do they work? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, your next co- that was a that was an ICP reference. Deep cut. i am an old woman. I've been around a long time. Your next comedian. Oh, what a funny guy. Part of the hella funny crew and just wonderfully funny. Put your hands together for Siobhan. Yes.
3: <laughs> hi guys. Said hi. Oh uh, I ain't got no jokes. i just kidding. Um uh, you know, I'm Indian. Thanks. Uh, okay. I don't know where I'm going with this. So, I have an uncle. <laughs> I have an uncle, right? And uh, we get real specific uh, with our, like, the, 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 you know what we call? Like, we just don't call him uncle. Like, if, uh, if it's uh, your mom's brother, we call him mama. We call my uncle mama, right? But so hella dark. So, I called him black mama, right? So, uh, on, he- on my phone, I had him down under you know as black mama um that didn't help having a girlfriend who was really jealous you know like a really insecure always accusing me of cheating on her um my uncle would you know text me the borderline gay text, like hey siobhan how's your dick hanging you know it's one day i came out of the bathroom when my, when my girlfriend was holding up the phone she's like who the fuck is black mama huh <laughs> you fucking black mama i was like that's my uncle He's like, oh, you fucking your uncle? (laughs) Anyway, that's a joke. I I do have an uncle. Uh, He smokes crack. Proudly, you know. Everybody in the family knows he smokes crack. He announces it like every family function. Um, But he's a closet homosexual. Doesn't make any sense, right? I'm going to smoke my crack freely. but I'm going to hide my sexuality. It never made sense to me, especially because he has told his stories about how he had to do sexual favors with drugs. Like Siobhan, do you know how to suck dick for crack? <laughs> I was like, man, that's wild, you know, especially because he's always had money. Uh, I'm not the smartest dude, but I was like, bro, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> Could have just paid him. You know how, uh, you know, people say pause or like no homo after saying something gay, (laughs) he would be like, Hey man, so I sucked this dude's dick. No homo. I'm like, you can't do that. (laughs) Can't even say pause after that. have to just stop and eject. Anyway, uh, uh, I was dating this girl. She was a virgin. You know, she wouldn't let me hit it or nothing. She was waiting after we got married. And then one day out of the blue she got pregnant I'm like what the hell how could you do this to me girl She's like I'm sorry Siobhan I don't know I don't know how this happened I think it was God I was like bitch you're Muslim <laughs> just kidding uh, God did it mother his mother <laughs> Jesus mother. oh thanks uh, I recently got fired my boss said i was showing too many red flags did have know he was a crib especially when he hired me man he's like hey cuz you ready to join the set <laughs> i man, we work at target bro we're all wearing red <laughs> now i work at best buy that's been my time man my name is Shavar <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Uh, go see him. He's in all the hella funny shows all the time. He runs Mo Greens on Friday at eight o'clock. It's a great show and a great dispensary. And your next comedian is so funny and wonderful. He was just on the last podcast. Trust me, my friend's an expert, but he's also part of the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Spencer Divine. Yay! <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's all going to be physical comedy.
1: Inside
4: jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are all outside jokes. <laughs> 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 uh, so we were just talking it's like, you ever <laughs> I realize I'm kind of annoyed by <laughs> super high thoughts. The thoughts that people have where they're like, "Hey, What if our fingers are actually spaghetti and we just don't know that our fingers are spaghetti because we've lived with spaghetti fingers so long that we don't know what real fingers are? and we're going to wake up in just a vat of marinara. It's like, whoa, I've had spaghetti fingers the whole time. It's like if you go too far into the hypothetical, it doesn't fucking matter what you're talking about anymore because at that point, if we're in a world... We're fucking moths are made out of tiny little Tic Tacs and we've just never, never, never able to catch one. It's just such a fucking stupid thought. Why would you have it? OK, I don't get su- like I get conspiracy theories are whack a doodle. OK, but superstitions are just dumb. Superstitious people are looking for excuses to make their lives more difficult. Are you going to tell me not to walk under a ladder? What if it's an earthquake and that's the safest place to be, okay? Uh, What if I break mirrors because I'm not okay with my self-image, okay? You're telling me how to look at myself? And i will be damned if I give a black cat any more power over my home than it already has, okay? This is an animal that can come up to me Lick its own butthole with no shame, and I still have to feed it. I have to feed it every day. I'm like, oh, I'm sure you're not full on your own butthole. And he's like, no, I could still eat. What? Okay, how? But the real thing is uh, your mattresses, okay? You should rip the tags off of your mattresses because that's how the government tracks us. Okay, they they know where you sleep. Uh, People seem worried. They're like, what if the country, what if everyone who runs the country is a lizard person? You would know. You would know, okay, if you see someone and they run around in the sunshine and they get in the shade and they just stop. And they just start licking their own eyeballs, okay? Lizard person! Have you ever had someone legitimately say that you should eat a cricket? That person's a lizard, okay? It is a it is an alternative protein, but there's other alternative proteins. We didn't have to go straight to cricket flour. That wasn't the first place. If people want to know if you're a lizard person, they just want to know if you have control over the world. If people want to know if you're a cat person... That's a health check, okay? They're just making sure you're okay. If someone wants to know if you're a rat person, that's because they thought you were weird in high school. (laughs) and They're just looking for some confirmation. They're like, oh, please have a rat for a pet. Uh, How do you explain storks to orphans? How do you do? You're just like, okay, little Timmy. Uh, Birds are nervous little fucks with poor work ethic. Uh, Funny fact about that joke, when I put fucks into my phone, it auto-corrected it to ducks, which is a, turn your fucking phone off. It (laughs) auto-corrected it to ducks, which while a solid bird pun, I'm just like, "Uh, stay in your lane, Siri, one of us is a comedian. So you see little Timmy, uh, somewhere on Highway 101, there's a white 1996 Dodge Caravan with faux wood paneling and a license plate that says Bird to the Bone. And there's two storks, and they're just trying. <laughs> Though I noticed that you made worms again. What's that supposed to mean, Jeff? Well, that's, uh, it's not supposed to mean anything. I just noticed you've been making worms a lot. That's what we eat, Jeff. We eat worms and small crabs and vegetation and other various meats. You sound less like an omnivore and more like your momnivore. What the fuck, Jeff? Okay, just don't worry about it. Will you just ask for directions? I know where we're going, okay? This thing already pooped and peed out of two different holes. I'm out of my depth. Uh, I'm not going to ask for directions, Karen. It's South. I know what South is. That's what we do. And that's why you don't have parents. (laughs) Ah, Thank you so much. I'm Spencer Devine.
0: Spencer Devine, everyone. He's fantastic. You can see him this Sunday at Cobb's Comedy Club on August 13th. Check it out, get your tickets. Um. Hey, Denise isn't here, Ian isn't here. Oh, he is. I um, There's gummy bears, they got them just for you. You should take more than one bag. I tried to lure people up to the front with gummy bears, but really I got them because I was thinking of you when I was in the store today. Uh, yeah, take all of them. You're the reason I have them because I know you like gummy bears. Um. He's really funny and lovely, put your hands together everybody, for Ian Langlands, yay! <laughs>
5: Keep it going for gummy bears, everybody. Keep it going, or not. Um, you guys ever get I, you guys ever get reminded how dumb you are? Sometimes I get reminded how dumb I'm, I'm. Really dumb when it comes to numbers representing metrics of things. For some reason, I can't get my head around that. I was watching this documentary about sharks, and the narrator was like, "The great white shark can grow upwards of," and I'm like, "This guy could say six or one thousand feet, and I'd have the exact same fucking reaction." Because I don't know what those numbers mean. What does that mean? You know, I don't know. I only think of things in terms of football fields and school buses, because that's how I was taught in school. That's the only way I can understand things. I remember we learned about World War II in school, and they'd be like, 407,000 American soldiers died in World War II. And I'm like, man, how many school buses is that, though? Like, is that bad? Like, is it good? Is that a success? I don't know. That's also how I sex with women. They have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, my penis one five hundredth of a football field. I don't know if you can handle it. Um, my favorite my favorite genre of music is probably rap. I like rap a lot. Um, I like rap. Rappers they make songs like no other type of artist. Like they make songs that are just dedicated to how good they are at rapping. It's amazing that they have this, but it's funny because we know they're good at rapping because they're everywhere. Like, you don't need to tell us your qualifications after you got the job. Like, I went triple platinum, I'm the best in the world. Like, we know, like, we know all those things. I'm not gonna go into my place of work and be like, hey everybody, I'm great at Excel, just letting you all know. Like, we know Ian, you got the job already, you're here, we get it. I also like, it's okay, you don't have to laugh. Um. I also like rappers because they got diss tracks. They also got songs about just hating someone. I would love to do that. That seems very cathartic, you know, to just just like talk shit about people you hate. My first song would be called Fuck Dylan from Sophomore Year for Taking My Hoodie. That would be my first one. I'll never forget that. I think country should start doing diss tracks. I think I'd start listening to that, you know? I don't even know what they would be dissing each other by. the way, like, man, fuck Toby Keith. He's never ridden a tractor in his life. What a pussy, all right? Good, 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 good. We're learning here, everybody. We're learning. I have found, as a white person, um, I know you were thinking, is this guy white? I am. Um, I'm thinking it's, v- it's very hard to be proud of your heritage without it becoming racist, Um it's very weird. We all know like one Irish person that's like, you're a little too happy when St. Patrick's Day comes around, you know? Why are they so proud of that? It's weird. Like, I'm Spanish. And the the proudest I ever was to be Spanish was in fourth grade when I did this thing called the Mission Project. You grew up in California, you knew this. In fourth grade, you had to build a diorama of a California mission. And what they were is they were they were churches built by Spaniards in like the 18th century. But all throughout California, I was so proud of this. I was letting everybody know. I'm like, these are my people. These are my guys. i like, represent them like it was a sports team, you know? I'd be like, fucking Father Juan Padilla, best two-way priest in the league, okay? He repents and he saves. (laughs) He's the best. And then I got older, and I learned that the uh, California missions were actually, they, they served as internment camps for Native Americans to force them into Catholicism, to which I replied, uh, no comprende internment campo. Uh, no habla. <laughs> There's more to the joke, but I'm going to end on that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Pam. Bye.
0: Yay, Ian Langlands. Take all those from the front seat. Look, I got an extra three bags for you. Get right in the front seat. There's more. There you go. Yay. Thanks, Ian. Yay. <laughs> for, the, for the snacks. Um that was lovely. And my I remember we they made us do that too and it was in 5th grade and we had to make ours out of sugar cubes. So we glued sugar cubes together and I did uh, San Luis Obispo. All right, your next comedian is also on that Cops show this Sunday the 13th. Uh put your hands she's hosting it. Put your hands together everybody for Emily
6: Rudolph. Yay!
1: Hey
6: guys. Uh so I'm doing this thing this week where I am going over jokes that I haven't done in a while and it's been really terrifying and fun. Um, I used to live next to a strip club named Band-Aids when I was a kid and um, I think that's a horrible name for a strip club, right? Like uh, They put Band-Aids on their nipples if that wasn't obvious, Sebastian. Uh, and they were scratch and sniff the Band-Aids. Um, and they are Oh it's me. I'm fucking shit up. They always put the band-aids uh in a spot them like really I'm gonna hold really still hard to scratch. Should I? Okay. Can you hear? All right. We're doing it. We're professionals. Does it matter which stand? It's on the right stand again. Okay. So strip clubs. Band-aids. Band-aids. It's a gross name for a strip club. Blah, blah, blah. Point being, right? I don't think strip clubs should be responsible for their own creative marketing, okay? You know, and, uh, and my favorite example of this is a different strip club from my hometown. It was a pink building and outside it had a big sign that said Long Wongs, okay? I rode past Long Wongs every day for 16 years thinking it was a flamboyant, gay, s- you know, strip club for Asian men. That's what I assumed. Um, My Sweet Sixteen was a serious letdown, you guys. It's just chicken wings and fried cucumbers. It sucks. I mean, it's actually really good if you ever go to Phoenix, but um, Phoenix is a weird place. My grandma gave me my first vibrator. She pulled it out of the pantry because that's where she gets her snacks. For some reason, that got JW's attention. Um, Yeah. Okay, here's the other joke that I wanted to revive. You guys want to hear an ex-boyfriend story? Cool, this is way more awkward when I know all of you. This this is not a Cheeks story. Uh, This is a very old ex-boyfriend story, but it's fun. You know, couples have problems, right? We all have problems with a significant other. Uh, My ex had a very particular fetish, um, and I'm very supportive, let me preface this story with I'm super supportive of the LGBTQ community, uh, but my ex had a fetish for trans women, and, you know, I'm a problem solver, so when I found this out, I was like, no probs. They have stores for this. I can handle it, right? Like, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, and I looked some stuff up online and, and found myself at a, at a strip club, or not a strip club, a, a, a sex store. That's why this is an old joke and we're practicing it. I found myself at a, uh, a sex shop, a really cute boutique owned by a lovely black lesbian couple in Oakland. And they were more than happy to teach me everything I needed to know about pegging, which is what we're talking about, you guys. If you weren't with me yet on the story, um, and I don't know if any women in this room have ever had to shop for their own dick before. (coughs) Denise, no? Really? You have (laughs) VDE, for sure. (laughs) I like you, or any of (laughs) that. Yeah, well, I found myself reaching for the biggest, blackest, like, veiniest cock in the store. And uh, I went up to the counter, right? And, and just kind of dropped this big black dick up there, getting ready to check out. And these two lovely ladies that own the store um, thanked me for supporting black business. <laughs> yeah. Cool, it still works, sick, okay. Um, yeah, so like I said, Arizona's weird. Uh, it's given me a particular set of interests. Uh, one of them is I really like a good reverse cowgirl. Yeah, anybody else? Not this exposition. Uh, I really like trans cowboys. Okay, that was a weird set. Thanks, guys. Yay! Okay. Yes.
0: Emily Rudolph, go see her on Sunday at Cops Comedy Club. It's exciting. All right, so Denise, you just walked in. You can go up next, or you can wait one. It's up to you. You can. You want to go next? Okay, great! Um, hey
7: everybody! Put your hands together for Denise Lee! Yay! Thank
1: you
7: so much. Uh, I have I have very mixed feelings about uh, Asian stereotypes. Like I hate that stereotype where people say all Asians look the same, but I also share one Costco ID card with like five other Asian women. So it's a, it's a real it's a real moral dilemma, right? Sharing a Costco card. It's just very convenient because it's like a group of us. ages 25 to 80, so we're in a very similar place in our lives right now. Like, if you see me at Costco, call me Tiffany Wong. Okay, Denise Lee is dead. I don't get offended that easily, but, like, there are certain lines I draw. Like, I don't get offended when people say I look like someone who is Asian. Uh, I get offended when people say I look like someone who is Asian and not cute, (laughs) okay? But the most I've ever been offended is when it doesn't even make sense. Like a guy came up to me after a show once and was like, has anyone ever told you that you look like the Kool-Aid man? No, (laughs) like literally never. But like it got to me, like sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, man, maybe I do look like a jug of juice. Uh, Make some noise if you sneak snacks into movie theaters. Nice, I'm calling the cops. Uh, I like I like eating snacks at the movies, but buying my snacks there, that feels too luxurious, okay? Like, like, I'll see how much the candy costs at the concession stand, and I'll be like, damn, that's my 401k, you know? Last weekend, I went to the movies with my friend Patty, uh, who did not bring any snacks. She bought popcorn and a soda from the concession stand, and I was like, damn, I didn't know you were rich, congratulations on being so wealthy you can procure your movie snacks legally that's excellent for you like I thought eating farm to table was fancy but concessions stand to seat that's that's for the one percent okay good for her I don't like I don't like the internet because I feel like the pictures never match real life like recently I was tricked by a book I bought a book online when it came in the mail I was like ooh This is like way thicker than I thought it would be, you know. I don't want fat shame, but this is bigger than I'm comfortable with. They only took pictures from the front, made it look so skinny. I didn't feel good to be catfished by a book. And then I got more upset because I opened the book and then the words were so small, you know. Like, you're so big on the outside. Why you got to be so small on the inside? Like, make up your mind. Honestly, like when I ordered the book, I thought it was for children cause it was cute with little animals on it. <laughs> and then I saw the font size and I was like, oh, this is for adults. <laughs> I felt so stupid. Like I judged a book by its cover and then the book judged me. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is like, if anyone wants to borrow my copy of uh, the Wind Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami, uh, you can't because it's my coffee coaster now. I don't like reading, but I choose uh, the books I read the same way I choose the music I listen to. It's just like whatever helps me relate to white people, I guess. I don't really know. I get nervous talking to white people sometimes because I'm like, oh, we have nothing in common. you know. But then sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love Mumford and Sons and Kurt Vonnegut. And they'll be like, no way, me too. Let's be friends. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
0: Denise Lee, hey, I've got a tag for you. I've got a tag for you. Um, it's your 401k for 100 grand. You know the candy bar 100 grand? Yeah, my 401k for 100 grand. I don't know, it might be too deep of a cut pe- for people, but it is my favorite candy bar, so that's just why I thought of that. It's the caramel with the cha- with the crispies on the outside. Yeah, it's a really good candy bar. Yeah, um, but thanks for being here. Yay, Denise Lee, Yay. 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 401k for 100 grand your next comedian i don't think she has a 401k i don't know i don't know how it's you lord yeah i don't know what's happening in your life it's you you're next i was trying to make a witty transition and i botched it it's okay uh hey everybody she's so funny and wonderful and so glad she's here and she's like the best comedian in san francisco It can be either. The thing is, four, one of them, and the XLR is kind of a little wonky, but one or four, they both work. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut, yay! Yay! (coughs) Yay! Did I grab one that doesn't work, or did I, that one
8: works, okay, cool. Yay! While I'm here, I want to take this opportunity to say that my roommate in college was right. Joni Mitchell is a god. She's marvelous. You know Joni Mitchell, the singer? You know Joni Mitchell? Did I ask you this before? I did, and you didn't know before, and you haven't looked it up yet? Sebastian, what are we waiting for? Joni Mitchell, for free. It's a great song. Okay. Well and and um, Soapbox. So if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 1974 to 78, tell her, I'm sorry. I know better now. Joni Mitchell is great, and I know that. And also, if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 74 to 78, ask her if she forgives me for inviting Gus over that night and tell her I'm sorry about that, too. It wasn't my fault. I had never seen an erect penis before. And I didn't mean to get her in trouble with her parents, but I just, I didn't know what to do. So... That's two I'm sorry's to Lynn from UConn circa 74 to 78, if you see her. And if you see Gus from UConn circa 74 to 78, tell him I said piss off. Thank you. You know how hard it is to get things done when you're a lazy piece of shit? When you're a lazy piece of shit, you don't like to move. Moving is effort, and effort is bad. When you're a lazy piece of shit, there are rules to follow. It's not all just fun and games, you know. To be, e- to even qualify to be a lazy piece of shit, you have to be a reliable one. You have to, um, one, someone that people can count on to not get the job done. I always forget that tag. <laughs> uh, hang on. I always forget, I get f- Shit. You have to arrive, you must consistently arrive late everywhere you go. And that takes some cleverness. I'm going to be there in five, oh, shit, I'm going to be there too All right, I'll go back and be lazy. That's, you have to work things out. And also, to even qualify to be a lazy piece of shit, you must lie around at least three-quarters of your day. That's 16 hours you have to fill. That takes some cleverness. That takes planning. Do I, d- I think i sleep another two hours, or maybe I'll take a nap? No, I can do both. I got 16 hours to fill. And to be a true master lazy piece of shit, you must know when it's time to go home and call it a day, go back to bed. All right, that joke sucks. We're working on that. Um, we can have much. We want to have much, but not too much because that would be too much. Too much much. And if we had too much much, where would we put it all? What is actually, what is the right amount of much? Is it a little much? I think that over here is a tad much. This looks like a bit much. That, that's probably a touch much. All right, that's not much of a joke, but. that was the tag. That didn't go over. over. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. All right. Um, here are some additional guidelines to follow if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Remember, people, I'm doing this so you don't have to. You can thank me later. One. One. Hang on. Uh, if the whole fo- phone rings, be sure to answer it by saying, Gate Emporium and Funhouse Where Crazy Goes to Dry Out This is Mildred Two Should you find When you find A plastic bag Inside a puzzle A friend brought you Hide it from the nurses Later When the time is right You can trade it for a Hershey bar And extra computer time To someone more suicidal than you <laughs> that's, a, that's a good response I like that Oh my god And Three Never refer to yourself as having godlike powers. It simply prolongs your stay, and your cat will not appreciate it. On the other hand, if it's only the patients who believe you are divine, you're almost assured a front row seat for movie night. Sit by me, God. As always, if you have any questions, see me after the show. All right, thanks very much, Pam. Bye. <laughs>
0: Yay, Lauren Kraut. Everyone wants to sit next to her, because she's a god. Hey, did Joni Mitchell sing, you're so vain? I bet you think this. Oh, that's Carly Simon. Oh, I'm the worst. I got them confused. I'm a terrible person. Uh, Unlike Lauren Kraut, who's amazing. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Yay. Uh, We're excited to see our next comedian back. Put your hands together for Sam West. Yay.
9: All right, all right, breaking out the cheat codes again this fine Monday. Feels like a Friday. It's one of those Mondays. I uh, I like the idea of water beds, but I want to change the liquid inside. You know, like I mean, just imagine how hot sex on a gasoline bed would be. Oh, you know, just baby, 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 babe, don't knock over that candle, or I'm gonna explode everywhere. <laughs> Double entendre there. Yeah. Now filling up a gasoline bed would be so funny though. Especially in like one of those states where they have to fill it up for you, like New Jersey. You know, you just roll out a mattress and just, put diesel in her, I got a big girl coming over tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, there are a lot of categories of porn, you know, point of view, MILF. I'm into Amish, Yeah, which really sucks because you can't find it online. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> thanks Pam, I, uh, I hate the sun. Or I should say it hates me. and you know, I don't mind the sun, but it burns the shit out of me. You know, I have to lather myself with sunscreen. I, I think I'm building up a tolerance to it. Use SPF 770. No joke, yeah. The only place I can get it in the ten- is in the tenderloin. That's why I moved to San Francisco. All right, that one's thrown out. We're trying out new things. That's okay. Bullet points, bullet points. <sighs> Recently went on a work trip to the south. Went to al- uh, old Alabama, actually. And uh, met this guy... And he was trying to get me to go running with him in this running group he has. I was like, oh yeah, like a 10K? Or like a 5K? He was like, no, 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 more of like a 3K. Like, I don't think I'm into that kind of running, my friend. I'll talk to you later. All right, that one's also going in the trash. That's okay. It was like a KKK joke, because I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. All right, you guys, like all right, no. And it still didn't feel funny, no. It needs a little assistance? You know what? We'll try it again next time. Come back Monday, and uh, then we'll throw it out, okay? (laughs) Um, No, I'm not into working out a lot these days. You know, I kind of stopped going to the gym all the time. But I still do legs, you know, still do lower body, just not at the gym. You know, I do want to go to bed, because I have restless leg syndrome and sleep with a weighted blanket. Okay, that was a cute one, right? Yeah. Here's something cute, uh, a little history about myself. When I was growing up, my nickname in high school was Piglet cuz uh, I grew up around so many police officers. Yeah, it sucked. Awful nickname. I mean for real though, my dad was a cop, my mom was a cop, my uncle was a cop. My cousin was a cop, my own brother went to jail for impersonating a cop. I mean it was crazy, cops were fucking everywhere. Couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, it sucked. It was a hard way to grow up. Couldn't collect couldn't couldn't connect with my dad. You know, I'd be like, "Dad, can you read me a bedtime story tonight?" Just kick my door open and read me my Miranda rights and then slam the door right to remain silent. No, uh, he caught me stealing candy once at a grocery store. Got really serious, really upset. Sent me to a scared straight program at a, at a prison, a county prison. And it was in there I met Paul, who was in jail, doing hard time. He got bumped up stealing some warheads and jawbreakers down at Long Beach Island one summer. Scared the shit out of me, too, I'll tell you, because the judge sentenced him to a whole year in maximum security penitentiary for every lick it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> that's all I had. I think we made it to the horn and that's usually the goal. So uh, I'll let you guys go. I'm Sam West. Thanks, everybody.
0: <laughs> Yay! Sam West and all his new jokes. Oh, I wish Spencer would have heard that because Spencer has that crazy joke about the center of the Tootsie Pops, but I like yours too. Yay, Sam West. No, no, his is insane. His is talking about the the, uh, the owl. It's not the in the diet of the feather crusted North American barn owl. Anyways, he has the whole joke. Uh, Hey, your next comedian. So funny and wonderful. Clap your hands together. Everyone for Brady Pearson.
10: Hi, Mutiny Radio. Very excited to be here. Um, Since this is Joke Workshop, this is going to be Brady's singing workshop. So y'all can just kiss it while I go through Please laugh if you'd like, but I I really do need to practice this shit. So give me a second. Okay, here we go. Based on popular events. Reindicted and it feels so good. Reunited cause law understood. Is one perfect thing, and baby, this one is it. I'm just so excited that Trump's re-indicted. Hey, yeah. That's one. Is it a little too much to be excited about a re-indictment? I mean, he's thrice indicted, right? Now he's going to... What do you call... Is there a word for fourth indicted? Is there something like thrice what is it when it's for? Does anyone know? Well, we know that, but we but it nothing sounds as sexy as thrice indicted, right? So what, what is quatra indicted? Is that like? What kind of what kind of indictment orgy will that be like? Okay, let's try another one. Pam, this one's for you. It's a hard cock life for us. It's a hard cock life for us. I'll fuck you, fuck me, take it as can be, it's a hard cock life. Thanks, Pam. She inspires me to be better. I guess that shows where I'm at. <laughs> Love you, Pam. Um, Let's see, what's the other one? Oh, and then one more. Just going to keep going. Um, That's under a different app, though. There we go. So does anybody live with men? Does anyone like living with men? Do, do you live with men? Because I used to live with men. Not that I am not one. I mean, despite the fact that I'm a homosexual, I still am one. I know people, there's a question in the air. Like if you're a gay man, I have someone. So this was my song, and I'll just do um, probably the chorus and a bit, but it's called Laundry, and it goes a little something like this. But you see, it's not me, I'm not that filthy. In the bin, in the bin, it's piling. With your socks and your thongs and your jocks filled with cum. In the bin, in the bin, it is piling. In the bin, in the bin, laundry, laundry, laundry. In the bin, in the bin, the there we go. How's that? <coughs> Thank you. And I just want to leave you with an oldie but goodie from the musical I'll Never Right, called Little Orphan Fanny, and it goes a little something like this: mm-hmm. Your Sun'll come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom, and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay, and he won't be lonely. All jeers on his chin. He'll grin and say, "Tomorrow, tomorrow." I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a game away. Thank you. I'm Brady. Yay,
0: hey, Brady Pearson. Yay, Brady Pearson. Yay, the song Stylings, stylings. Yay. That was lovely. Um, Who are you? Are you trying to sign up, or are you a person? What's? Hi. Oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. Oh, that's exciting. Well, here you are. Well, we're gonna have more comments go up. and at the end, if you want to go up and sling some jokes, we'll we'll get you up there. Don't be worried, it's gonna be great. Hey, Harvey's not here, is he? That tall drink of water, not here yet, yeah? Nope. Uh but Hunaid is. Put your hands together everybody for Hunate Shakur. Yay!
11: Hello. Uh, I just realized that uh, I feel like musical porns would be interesting to watch. Um, I don't like when people at work use words I don't understand. The other day I was at work and someone was like, Kunaid, how do you feel being part of the South Asian diaspora? I was like, what the fuck did you just call me? You can't say that at work. I just learned that it's a word for someone who's d- been dispersed from their homeland, which is still inappropriate because I was born here. So <laughs> it's still wrong. I think, though, there'd be less fear around immigrants if we started calling them diaspora. Like I, like I'm imagining like if you turned into Fox News and there's just some skinny blonde woman yelling, there's a crisis of undocumented diaspora in America. I'd watch that and I'd be like, I think one time I smoked too much weed and I got diaspora, so she might be onto something. I think one in four people is a diaspora, so. Um, I just think words that end with ent are just inherently scary, like commitment, employment, disappointment, you know, things that immigrant parents are good at. (laughs) Um, I'm someone who doesn't really believe in karma, um, and I think the people that do are inconsistent about it like, I don't know what's worse. Like, I had a cousin of mine get into a motorcycle accident, broke a bunch of bones in his body, still alive. But what's worse, for me to go into the hospital room and be like, you ride a motorcycle. Statistically, this was bound to happen. Or if I should have gone in and be like, hey, remember when we were kids and you pushed me off my bike? Well, <laughs> this is karma. Um, I also think it would give me an excuse to be a bad person if I believed in karma. Because then if, like, I cheated on my girlfriend i'd be like well you cheated on your sat so this is just kind of like we're just um growing up i celebrated ramadan and i remember trying to explain it to other high schoolers i was like yeah i am i'm not eating this month and they're like you're not eating for a whole month and i was like well you just don't know how humans work <laughs> like i can't explain religion you know and i don't know why it's like a foreign concept because Christians have been doing it for a while on easy mode. It's just called Lent. Like, God saw that and they're like, He was like, These people are giving themselves easy assignments. So I'm going to crank it up a notch on the next book. Like, Stacy's giving upstairs for a month. How about you give up water? Um, my girlfriend's into this new hobby of going to open houses because she still has hope. And I just tag along for the ride. Um, and we were at this open house the other day, and there's always some real estate agent in a suit trying to do his best to sell you on this place. And he's just like, you know, this place is great. Um, your knees don't touch the sink when you're on the toilet. Like the when the neighbor turns on their light, it just shines right in, so you get a nice natural light from that. And then like I was like, he's and then he's just like, and there's great food. The is amazing. I was like, there was a shooting here last week. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how amazing it is. And then you see the price, and you're like, there should be more shootings in this area. This is not <laughs> cheap enough. Um, I like when the economy is doing poorly because I get an excuse for things. Like, the other day, someone was like, hey, we're all going to take off Tuesday and go for brunch. I was like, not in this economy. No, we're not. And then, like, my girlfriend... Asked me the other day. She was like, Hey, do you want to take the next step in our relationship and move in together? And I was like, in this economy, ah shit. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. A dual income <laughs> household <laughs> works. All right, thank you.
0: Want Yay, Sugar. Wants to move in with his invisible girlfriend. So do I? No, I, I have two cats. They don't pay any rent at all. They're such little jerks. Uh, your next comedian isn't here. So, oh, she is! Fantastic. Uh, do, you wanna, do you wanna switch with one since you just ran in the door? Do you wanna go? You're ready to go. Put your hands together, everyone, for Sofia Garrow!
1: Hi,
12: everyone. Um, okay, let's get to it. Um. I recently convinced my fiancé to make a doctor's appointment. He's the kind of guy that never goes to the doctor. So it was a virtual physical. And it started with a phone call with the nurse. And she was like, if you're comfortable, can you tell me what race you are? Which is an interesting way to phrase it for a white person, you know? Like, whether you're not comfortable or you're very comfortable, <laughs> you're going to seem like a school shooter, <laughs> you know? So he goes, white case the liberals can hear. you know. She was like, what was that? He goes, I'm white. She was like, I'm so sorry you broke up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, babe, say it with more passion. <laughs> he was finally like, I'm white? And she was like, all right, Jesus Christ, you sound very proud, <laughs> okay, <laughs> very proud. And she was like, okay, if you were to be incapacitated, who would you want to be your emergency contact? And he pauses and looks me right in the eye and goes, "I'm not ready to make that decision." Yeah, we've been together for eight years. In his defense, that's exactly the line I would use if I had to make a medical medical decision on his behalf. You know, they'd be like, "Your fiance has been infected with a de- life-threatening parasite. We can either save him or the worm." I'd be like, "Oh my god." Can I sleep on it, <laughs> okay? <laughs> what if the worm's cute? I d- haven't seen it, you know? Not strong at decision-making, okay? <laughs> um, let's talk about, okay, so let's see if anyone likes this joke this time around. Okay, I was watching a show called Finding Bigfoot, and in the show, if you haven't seen it, it's five crew members who are determined to find Bigfoot, and they decide the best way to do this is to stand in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night with a bass guitar to lure Bigfoot out with jazzy beats. So so they're all standing there in the pitch black, one dude slapping the bass guitar. <laughs> like Bigfoot's gonna walk out of the woods like, oh, that is funky like Bigfoot would have anything to do with music. That's like trying to lure Mitch McConnell out of the swamp with coherent sentences, (laughs) you know? They won't get it. Okay, (laughs) we'll work on that. Um, Okay, I I read an article in the New York Times recently that said that Americans are lonelier than ever before. The next time you find yourself in unfulfilling chit chat with someone new, try asking them when they last cried which seems like it was written by someone way lonelier than me, (laughs) you know? But I did decide to try it. I gave it a go. Um, I was in a situation with someone, it felt right. I was like, I'm gonna go for it. So I was like, hey, the last time you cried? (laughs) Yes, right, great. She paused and was like, maybe let's wait until after the pap smear, (laughs) okay? So now I'm lonely and looking for a new gyno, (laughs) so don't recommend, right? Um, okay, here's my last joke. I I was at a bar recently, there was an older guy sitting next to me, like, really intense, like, intent to talk to me, and he was like, hey, I gotta tell you three things. All right, he goes, the only mistake God ever made was giving us eyes. Which is a hot take, because if you've ever even heard of the Holocaust, or, like, seen a human scrotum, you know that there's worse things. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> he goes on a 20-minute rant then about, about morality and, and loving each other and judgment and all this stuff. And just as I'm about to rule him out for being insane, he closes with, and that's why my favorite movie is Shrek. <laughs> Which is a wild time to realize we're on the same page. <laughs> you no, know? All right, I'll end there. Thank you guys so much.
0: <laughs> yay, Sophia girl, yay. That was lovely. There's still more ribs in the back. If anybody likes pork, there's ribs. Please eat ribs. Uh, Your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Raphael Wolfgang! Hey, how we doing, everybody?
13: Hey, hey, how are we? How are we? Thank you guys for coming out. Um, So uh, my dad is uh, like a pretty major conspiracy theorist. Like a really major one. Does anyone else have like a family member who's like a like a little bit crazy with it? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's really weird because I grew up like that. Like like you know like when you're a kid, everyone thinks you're everyone thinks their dad is like super smart. I thought he was like wicked smart because he knew shit that fucking nobody else knew. You knew, th- knew things that fucking nobody. Like I'd be on the playground at school. They'd be like, "Hey, do you know that frogs give you warts?" I'm like, "Frogs don't give you warts. They make you gay." Everyone knows that. Everyone fucking knows that. <laughs> Did you know Michelle Obama's trans? I'm like, he's a lizard, you idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Barack Obama kind of sounds like a lizard name, doesn't it? That doesn't even sound like a human name. That sounds like a fucking (laughs) made-up, fucking lizard name, doesn't it? I don't know a Barack or an Obama. This fucking sounds like a Star Wars name or something. Like Jabba the Hutt easily could have been Barack the Obama, and it would have been the exact same effect. It would have been the exact same thing. Bring me Han Solo. I <laughs> Freedom and equality for all. i come lick my slimy balls, Princess Leia. All right. is my Barack Obama impression Needs to improve? Anyway, that's what my dad thinks about Obama. Um, <laughs> and uh, the other day he was uh, he was trying to tell me that uh, mermaids were real. And I don't fall for his shit anymore, you know what I mean? Like, I'm an adult now, uh, but, you know, every once in a while I'll still try to download a conspiracy theory on me. And he was trying to tell me that mermaids are real. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Mermaids aren't real. And he goes, well, you know, like, think about it. Like, statistically, it kind of must be real. I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, well, if you think about, like, how big all the world's oceans are and how big the world is and how many people masturbate on the toilet, don't you think there'd be, like, one mermaid by now? Like, at least one? It'd be, like, one more? I'm like, Jesus, Dad, that's a pretty good point. My God, I never thought of it that way. Like, I know there's one for me. I did the math. There's definitely one for me and you do it every day for your whole life that's one that's at least one fucking mermaid judging by some of the guys in there there's got to be at least one for every dude in this room probably i don't know <laughs> and like like it's really weird cuz i you know I, th- I it's weird that like mermaids are like a female thing like no one ever like thinks about like male mermaids i think that's how you know that that myth was like a male perpetuated thing right because it's just like some sailors walk into a bar. It's like, dude, I just saw like a weird half-fish person. Everyone's like, shut up, you idiot. No, you didn't. He's like, I swear to God, I had big tits and everything. And they're like, all right, maybe we should hear this guy out. This guy seems like, you know, what is he talking about? <laughs> it's just a bunch of lonely sailors out, and they haven't seen a woman in fucking months out at the sea just hallucinating tits onto a seal with long hair and shit. <laughs> um, like, dude... <do> <laughs> Do you think if do you think if fish had big dicks, people would still put them in their aquarium? Like if they had, if you could see their dicks. Like I think they'd make shitty decorations <laughs> if you could see their dicks. I don't think anyone would be, oh yes, go here here's my beta fish. And here's my alpha fish. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, that alpha fish's dick is way smaller than the other ones. My god. Uh, alright. That's my time. You guys have been awesome. Keep it going for your hosts, everybody. Woo! Somebody
0: Wow, that's disturbing about the, uh, about the sailors. But did you know that back in the day they actually used to skin manatees and they would all have sex with the manatee because they have mammary glands like boobs. And so they would they would, yeah, the sailors would all fuck manatees. Yeah, I read it in I read it in an, an old timey <laughs> sailor novel. I'm sorry that that's real, but there, your joke has some more. You're, you're a historian. Look it up. It's Portuguese sailors. They would, they would catch and rape and murder manatees. Some uh, yeah. people know manatees are. Right? He said, yeah, Seal. When you said Seal, I was thinking um, the gra- the uh, Grammy-nominated singer. <laughs> seal with tits. He <laughs> gave Freckles and tits. We're getting weird today. So um, <clears throat> let's see who's here. Kelly Evans isn't here. Harvey Walshaw. Vaughn isn't here yet. Um, but Art, you're here, right? I heard you there. Hey, put your hands together, everybody, for Art Gal Eustian. <laughs>
14: Yay, me. I clap it out on one more time for Pam, guys. Hell yeah. We're here on a Monday night. Monday afternoon. Spencer, how you doing? Okay. That's my friend, Spencer. Uh, great guy. Keep him away from your dogs. I think he... You love them too much. Like, almost, almost a little creepy. Uh... Guys, the other day, I was driving, and uh, my taillight was out, so I got a fix-it ticket. Do you know what a fix-it ticket is? You do? You know what a fix-it ticket is? You don't know what a fix So a fix-it ticket, if there's something wrong, you have to fix it, and then you have to go to a police station, and you have to show them that you fixed it, and they sign off on it, right? So I fixed it. I had to go to a police station, and I was looking at police stations near me, and I found one that caught my eye. It was in Golden Gate Park, and it was a horse stable. Did you guys know that? There's a police station with fucking horses? This is true. At Golden Gate Park. Did you know that, Pam? Yeah. They got horses. And I was like, if I got to go police station, I love animals. I might as well go see some horses. And the cool thing about it is it's right next to the enclosure where they have the buffaloes. So I was like, I'm going to have a mini zoo trip. You know, I'm going to go check out the buffaloes. I'm going to walk over, see the horses, walk into the police station, see the pigs. It's just going to be. That's the joke. I call the cops pigs. Yeah. But then I found out Actually, I respect cops. I think it's a tough profession. Some of them are bad. But here's why I said it. I found out that if you get in trouble as a cop, like in so much trouble that you can't be on the street but not enough, that they fire you, which usually means nobody recorded what you did. They actually put you in the horse tables. So all the cops there, they're the ones that fucked up. That's the incentive for not fucking up, right? You get an easier job and you still get paid the same. And hang out with horses at Golden Gate Park. If I was a cop and that was the punishment, I'm racially profiling the first black guy I see. I I'm sorry. I'm doing it for the horses. Yeah, I just thought of this. <laughs> oh man. I uh fun fact about me, I grew up in Russia. Russia's uh it's an okay place, yeah. Uh it's a very homophobic place. It is. Uh and it used to be even worse. They got better. You know when something is so bad, it gets better, it's still bad? Like, that's Russia, you know? But here's the progress that they made, right? Years ago, in certain parts of Russia, you could get arrested for being gay. Isn't that fucked up? That's so fucked up. Nowadays, they made a lot of progress and no longer arrest you for being gay. They just give you a fix-it ticket. And you could find a police station with some horses. I don't know. I wrote that fix-it ticket joke just to make this one work. And neither one of them worked. This is amazing. (laughs) This is how my Monday is going, very cool, how you doing, good, how you doing, is anybody doing bad today, no, okay, that was gonna be my next joke, I was lying, I was just trying to, I don't know, uh, (laughs) What else do I want to do? Let's do one more joke, and then I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to do a fucked up joke for you guys. I, I was hanging out with a group of friends, right, and I brought my dog, and my friends were like, look, Or, you look just like your dog. You know they say dogs and people like resemble each other? They're like, oh, you guys look alike, ha-ha, and they're all fucking laughing about it. And then I was like, okay, whatever, my dog is kind of cute. And then all of a sudden we see a pug being walked by a kid with Down syndrome, and then my friends turn around like, "Or don't say anything. That's fucked up, right? I wasn't going to say anything. What did they think I was going to say? What did they think I was going to say that the kid with Down syndrome looks like a pug? I would never say that. That's fucked up. But I do want to say that pugs look retarded. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Bye.
0: Dark out, to everyone. Hey, Art, do you want some weird Russian candy? Yeah. I went, to a weird, I, I went to a weird Russian store. I love the weird Russian candy at this weird Russian store. They let me get it with food stamps. You know it? Yeah, they're good with the chocolate and the weird stuff. They're good. I like to buy it. Yeah, yay! Weird Russian candy, Art Galyustin, yay! And his youth in Weird Russia. All right, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Paul Robertson!
5: Okay. Um.
15: I went to the doctor, uh, and he said, you look great for your age. I was like, well, how, how the fuck am I supposed to look? If I walked in, and I was like, Ugh! he'd be like, It's about right. I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed to look, but apparently I look great for my age. Uh, these days, mixed-race people love making you play the guessing game. Like, eh, you don't know what I am. And I make people play that game, too, as an Asian person. Like, you can't guess what I am. They're like, oh, are you Korean? I'm like, ah, I'm 9% Japanese, too. Uh, you got it wrong. Just tease them with it. Um, different races can get away with different things in America. Like, I can't say the N-word but I can do this. Nothing you can do about it. It's fine. It's mine. Use it liberally. Okay. Uh, my imagination has an ego, quite the ego. Uh, this guy was trying to get into my building, and I let him in, and then I thought to myself, what if I just let in an assassin? Okay. That was my big one. That was, was so, I was so excited, so excited. If I was in spots, you know, ten through whatever, I, I would hear about that one. But uh, um, yeah, me- uh, uh, yes, medicine. Medicine, medical technology has been increasing, but not in an equal rate. You know, like if you're an amputee, they give you. 3D printed leg, pretty high tech. And if you're hard of hearing, lithium powered Bluetooth hearing aids. But here's the thing if you're blind, they're like, here's a stick. Stick and a dog. I think the dog wants the stick. Everything, Spencer, you ever think the dog gets bored? Like, you're gonna fucking throw that thing or what? Look up the guy, fucking stick hog. You go to the doctor, and uh, after you see your first visit, you're like, Doc, are you in there? Doctor's like, Yeah, I'm in here. I was just reading, and you're like, What are you reading? I was, like, oh, I was just reading Technology Magazine. I was reading how we're gearing up to go to Mars. We've got you know these new AI guidance chips. The ship's gonna like fly itself. The future's here now. We've got these hybrided ion thrusters. Oh my God, we're gonna be looking at a whole new world soon, huh? Anyway, great news. Your stick just came in. You're like Doc, it's twenty twenty three. It's the best you got for me is a stick. You're like don't worry, we modded out the stick. We painted the end red. Uh, you're going to have to take my word for that. Uh, All right, I'm Paul Robertson. Thanks for
1: that.
0: Paul Robertson, everyone. So we're a little bit wonky donkey off the list right now because GD isn't here yet, and neither is Dan. Oh, Dan just walked in. Do you want to wait one since you just walked in the door? All right, your next comedian, it's his first time here, and we're excited that he's here. It's you, Ray. It's your turn. Yeah, he actually looks like Lee Wyatt's Older uncle if who if he had his like shit together and owned his own construction business, but uh, that's just an inside joke for everyone else Doesn't he look like Lee Wyatt's uncle if he had his shit together and owned a construction business put your hands together for Ray
16: The only relevant information that I got out of that is that I look older than somebody Uh, But I am an uncle so that fits I feel good about that Uh, It's actually my second time here, which means I made a really good impression the first time. Uh, I think stand-up comedy is the purest form of expression. There's no easel, no painting, no instrument, no choreography, no prepared material. Shit. Uh, No, uh, some, some prepared material. They say you should uh, fake it till you make it uh, so hi my name is Ray and I'm a very funny comedian. Uh, no I'm incredibly afraid uh, I'm I'm actually afraid of of this I'm afraid of you I'm afraid of being up here right now. Uh, it, it's it's irrational you know like what, what's the worst that's going to happen you, you you won't laugh you'll judge me form up into a little gang and come up here and tear my arms and legs off and have sex with my limbless dead body please don't do that uh I have a note here that says it's probably not going well at this point (laughs) it also says I'm a dumb fucking bitch uh this got really negative uh do you ever wish you could just like silence the voice in your head at all times, just tune it out, you know? No more fears, no more worries, no more income, chlamydia, a crack addiction, just shit in my pants in Alamo Square, living the dream. But no, I gotta spend every day making choices. This T-shirt or that blazer? This tea or that coffee? Do I wanna work at home or do I wanna work at my lake house in Tahoe? It's fucking exhausting, you guys. I don't know, man. You gotta do like four minutes up here, and when I timed it at home, this is when I hit the two-minute mark. So, well, I'm just saying now I gotta gotta start padding, and <laughs> and uh, and the truth is, this is a, you know it's a, it's an experiment in 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 confidence building for me to be up here, and I was realizing the real confidence move to not need the laughs, right? Uh, just to come up here and talk business, politics. I'm going to go back to talking about shitting in Alamo Square now, if that's okay <laughs> with you guys. Uh, it uh, didn't work. Uh, my buddy called me a people pleaser. So I called him not that. I stubbed my toe the other day. That'll show it. Um, I've never been to France, but I've also never been to England. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far,
1: airplane.
16: Has <laughs> anyone ever actually seen a woodchuck? Have you seen a woodchuck, Pam? Have you seen a woodchuck? Yeah, I'm dubious. I don't, I don't know about this. I'm not sure it's a thing. It sounds fictitious um and I uh, asked chat GPT to write me a joke It said good idea <laughs> and uh I'll I'll, I'll I'll go now but uh you want to kill two birds with one stone A really big stone Thank you I'm Ray
0: yay yay Ray. Yay for your second time. Yay. Thank you very much for being here. So, um, again, things are like wonky off the list. We just had someone come back, but it's going to be Dan, Guan, and then it'll be uh, Krithika. Did I say it right? Fuck yeah. And then Dennis. Uh, And then me. I'm going to do jokes too. But we're still waiting on GD and potentially the other people. But here we go. Your next comedian. He's the international comedian. Put your hands together for Dan Guan! Yay. Feeling like a
17: number. Hey, what's up everybody? Ah, yes. The traveling comedian is back. Traveling comedian is back. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really trying to go, grow comfortable with my, you know, my whole habits of traveling. Um, and I think it's made me, I personally think it's made me into like a much more worldly person. Some people also recognize that as a huge area of privilege. I talked to my therapist the other day about it. I just keep telling her, I was like, Hey, uh, I'm starting to think that people might think I'm narcissistic from traveling do you think that posting pictures about traveling is narcissistic? And she goes, I think you might be a tinge narcissistic. And I was like, I'm not paying you to, to think, bitch, all right? Like, it's like, I need answers. Also, like, I also I just think it's a kind of weird that people think that it's narcissistic of you to post pictures about what you're doing good on your daily life. That's what we all do, right? All we do is we all flex. It would be really narcissistic if I instead of posting on Instagram, I would just post it on uh, Pornhub. That's really where it'd be really narcissistic. Um, okay, that made no fucking sense whatsoever. All right, never mind. Um, this is cool. This is cool. Let's switch, to, let's switch to some. switch uh, some some other some other jokes. Yeah. Um, if you guys can already tell by now, uh, I have an incredibly deep voice. Uh, I actually got this voice at the age of 10, uh, which seems pretty early, but a lot of my friends were also developing a deep voice at the time. It's actually a common change that most young men go through in their lives, where their bodies change and their lifestyle changes, uh, and that change is called vaping. And um, yeah, I, I think it's like really interesting uh, when uh, when people think of me of having a deep voice, because when you think of someone as a deep voice, people associate them as being manly, authoritative, right it's just really weird when you're still 10 and you have a voice that puts people to sleep like they listen to npr you know it's just very like it's just like people won't take you that seriously yeah one time like, because, like having that having voice apparently just makes you into the man of the house i didn't even realize this my dad would always give me the phone because he would never understand english but he would just give me the phone all the time to answer it on his behalf can you imagine what it'd be like to answer a phone to a 10 year old that you didn't realize one time the IRS called, and they were just, like, saying, sir, do you know you owe $40,000 to the U.S. government? And my response is, okay, but please don't take away my Xbox Live. Like, it just doesn't—I got to go play Call of Duty with my friends, all right? Like, it's just, like, it's just such a—it's such a wild experience. But having a deep voice unlocked a lot of, like, interesting life experiences for me. Like, uh, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of gangster rap music. That's why I thought having a deep voice really allowed me to be raspy with it. Um, I just thought that I couldn't, I wanted to be a gangster rapper too. Just really hard to do it as a 10 year old with this kind of voice. You ain't be seeing a 10 year old trying to be a rapper being like, uh, yeah, I'ma making all them bitches wiggle cause y'all ain't ready for little sesame sprinkles. Like it just doesn't, okay, you guys aren't rap fans. Okay, never mind. All right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. We are, we are really, I should have just gone back to doing rap. Anyway, um, Let's see. Uh, I had a deep voice and also like uh, I, I want to like uh, people caught attention to that really quick. I remember one time uh, my high school teacher actually said, hey, I think you should sign up for acapella. If you do this, I'll give you an A. and You get to meet all the girls in my class. And I was like, that's a cool proposition. But also, why did you end with that last statement? <laughs> and I just got it just got me thinking that when I wanted to sign up, I wanted to be a singer just turns out that all they needed was a beatboxer. You know, it's just like that. I didn't realize that that's what having a deep voice would, uh, would do in part of it. Which then got me thinking years later, I think actually guys who did acapella in college probably get the most girls. Like, can you just imagine a beatboxer just like being able to speak, just being incredibly good at going down on someone. You go down and just all you do is just boots and cats and boots and all right. Never mind, that was a that was a a terrible joke. All right, I've been Dan Guan. Bye.
0: Yay, Dan Guan I remember that boots and pants, boots and pants, boots and boots. Uh, Stick around. We have a couple just like there's a couple comedians left. And um, yeah, your next one. I'm really excited that she's here because I don't I don't know her. Um, and I'm glad that she made it in here to Mutiny Radio. I have no idea how she found out about us, but fucking awesome. Put your hands together for Krithika.
18: Thank you. Thank you, Pam, for pronouncing my name right. (laughs) But um, the way to pronounce my name is to take the word critical and drop the L. So I'm almost critical, but I'm never really critical. So I'm almost important, never really important. Ah, um. I'm I'm 34. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you laughed for that. <laughs> I'm also single. <laughs> that was also not a joke. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm um, single, and um, I always say that I'm I'm so single that only the universe wants to fuck with me. <laughs> Here's another one. I'm so single that the only thing that picks me up is a bottle of wine. (laughs) Okay, finally. um, I'm so single that the last time I got asked out was like this. Ma'am, can you please come out of the apartment? We're having a fire drill. (laughs) Okay, now you know why I'm single. Um, But yeah, I mean... um, um, being being uh, single is uh, is fine. It's fine guys it's i'm I'm in San Francisco and um, there are a number of uh, smart, successful women around me. so I, I have a lot of competition. Um, I mean, take for instance my friend Sarah, who who can compete with that name Sarah sexy Sarah. <laughs> her skin probably glows in the dark. <laughs> sexy Sarah. Uh, so yeah, she uh, she she she. For example, her uh, during her day, she sh- so she she did yoga in the morning, uh, had a smoothie in the afternoon, and then gave birth to her first child in the evening. <laughs> I mean, I can't compete with that. I mean, <laughs> so uh, maybe I, I do yoga in the morning, the shavasana, which is like the sleeping pose. Um. I I do have smoothie in the afternoon after four slices of pizza. <laughs> and then I give birth. I give birth to jokes in the evening. Y- you see, when a man fucks with you, you get a baby. <laughs> when the universe fucks with you, you get a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, dating is hard in San Francisco. You... It's a numbers game. Uh, someone either gets your number or they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, b- but here's the thing, right? Uh, I read somewhere that you you write down all the qualities that you desire in a person and be that, you know. Um, so that's what I did. Um, so now I'm emotionally unavailable. <laughs> I'm avoidant, <why> <laughs> and I pretend like I don't care. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I've starting, I, I, I have a pattern to attract narcissistic men. I mean, I'm an easy target for them. I'm actually a target Whole Foods, Costco and a Trader Joe's for them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they just come (laughs) grab what they want and go. That's what she said. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. So. Anyway, thank you so, so much. Uh, You've been a fantastic audience. This is my first time um, at Mutiny Radio. Um, I wanted to keep my set brief, like all my romantic relationships. (laughs) I wanted to also keep it small, (laughs) like the minds of the men I've dated. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you, everyone. You've been fantastic. Caritha, everyone, that was
0: fantastic. You're just so ebullient and fun. That was great. I loved your set. That was great. Yay! I hope you come back again and again. Uh, we have two comics left. Stick through unless Alex you decide if you want to go up or not. Adam, I wrote down Alex. Adam, do you do you want to do you want to try after us? Do you want to try just for funsies to talk into it for a second, or or you can try next week. It's up to you. Okay, good. Well, we have three. Co- well, GD just showed up, so we have three comics left. So put your hands together. I mean you're not gonna be next because you, you just you just ran in the door. That wouldn't be fair, would it? Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Dennis. Yeah. Like
19: Two mics. Okay. So how you doing, guys? Nice, nice. Oh, nice. Uh, The previous comedian from Russia, yeah, he said that uh, in Russia, gays get arrested and fucked up. He said that. Really? They're arresting gays in Russia and they fuck them? Wow. I already booked the flight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should organize some touristic tours, you know. Yeah, because I recently moved here uh, to the U.S. last year, I'm from Croatia, yeah and I try to learn you know about American way of life and everything I also try to learn about famous Americans successful Americans yes yeah, so I don't know uh let's see about mm, Jeffrey Epstein is that that's fun yeah that's interesting I know I know yeah he was he was such a great party animal I mean you, c- you couldn't have, you know, Bill Gates or British Prince Andrew on some shitty party, yeah, I know, I know. I know he brought some young girls on the parties and everything, uh, but who would, you know, fuck, you know, all grannies on the parties, so yeah. Bunch of hi- hypocrites. <laughs> yeah, he was really like uh, some kind of um, Santa Claus for adults, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'm from Croatia, so when I say I'm from Croatia, everybody's asking me, where are you from? I say Croatia, and because of my English, they say, oh, Russia. And I say, "What is so stupid? You don't know where is Croatia? And I ask Americans, and they say, oh, no, we know exactly where is Croatia, but your English is like Russian, you know, and that really drives me crazy. And yeah, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm really popular here, because you know war, Putin, you know Putin, poo-poo-poo, <laughs> war, yeah, <laughs> so I'm really popular here. Anyway, uh, when I uh, moved here, first I live in, lived in Tenderloin, you know that neighborhood, great, 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 great neighborhood, yeah. I lived in one of those old uh, buildings, full of shit, that's the expression here in the U.S., full of shit. But it was literally full of shit, you know, and homeless and dealers and everything. Yeah, but I, um, mm, I, I uh, s- um, how do you say? Um, uh, just a second. Yeah, they remind me that old buildings remind me on some like kind of uh, old New York City buildings, like uh, in the Sex and the City. You, you know, Sex and the City. I'm a big, big fan. Any fans? Sex and the City? yeah. So, yeah, I was like a Carrie show, but for poor people. Yeah, anyway, uh, have you heard about that uh, Titan submarine? That what happened, Titan submarine, uh, submarine uh, when they go down to see Titanic and they implode and explode. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I was thinking, can you imagine like 100 years ago when Titanic was drowning down, you know, to somebody came to that... Poor people and said, "Listen, listen, listen up! I mean, you're gonna die. Don't worry. Uh, but this gonna, this gonna cheer you up. You know, in 100 years from now, people gonna pay a ha- half million dollars just to finish, end up on the bottom of the ocean, just like you. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so uh, and now I moved in. I live in Castro. Now I live in Castro. See, from Tenderloin to Castro, I made it." and I really like Castro. Castro is like, uh, I realize it's almost like a sin if you're a straight, that's why I'm gay, and I realize, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, Castro is like the Mecca for gay people, the same like the Vatican for Christians, but of course without pedophilia, yeah, and I also like American holidays, and I can't wait to uh, celebrate in Castro, e- especially Halloween, but in Castro, it's gonna be like all in. Ah, 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 <laughs> yeah, we're gonna celebrate American. Yeah, uh, everything. And, and just the last thing, uh, I I realized that Putin is really popular in Castro. Really, I mean, I mean, uh, this weekend I was out and one guy was uh, behind me, and I said to him, uh, "Just put in." And he put it. It was like, "Pooh <laughs> pooh pooh." Poo. Yeah. So, thank you. My name is Dennis, you're great. Thanks. Yay,
0: Dennis! That was fantastic. Two comedians left, don't get comedy pneumonia just yet. Clap your hands together for GD,
1: yay!
20: Uh, I, I really like that, n- that last joke. man. So I was coming by the bus, I'm, s- I'm late because I missed my bus, so I had to wait for the next one. And uh, there's a signboard outside uh, some place. Uh, Kung Fu for health and self-defense. What else can it be for? Oh, I'm hungry, I don't know how to make food. Kung Fu? Oh, that's, okay. Um, I'm actually, uh, nowadays I'm not very much seen. I'm um, MIA, as you guys call it, because I'm like a depression and like normal things. So uh, I vo- I'm new to America, I don't know a lot of motivational people. So I just go went to the internet and searched a uh, motivational speaker. And this very positive guy called uh, Andrew Tate, I watched his videos about depression. He says, there's nothing, nothing as such. If there's nothing, depression is not real. I went to therapy and she said that your test results are back and you have depression. I said, depression is not a real thing i don't have depression he said why are you crying then <laughs> because it's because it's just a phase i mean think uh, either meditation or drugs wha- you have to choose one if you if you want to if you don't want to be depressed see the thing is i don't do drugs a lot except for like saturdays i just take a gummy or so and i can't meditate because i have anxiety too So when I sit down to meditate, back in the day when I used to meditate, when I was 22, 23, I used to see naked girls. And now I can't close my eyes because I already have a naked girl in my apartment. I think I'm hallucinating, but I'm saying, uh, I think I'm growing up because I was making out with a girl at the park, which is every boy's dream. We don't want to go to the park and read books and cut an apple and oranges and we just, every boy wants to do that, okay. So I was doing it and I all of a sudden, I asked her to like start investing her money. Fuck, I'm so Indian, man. She, she, and she's 22, she doesn't give a fuck. She's 22, all she wants is like action and I'm telling her you should start an ETF and uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> think I, this is not what I, okay, depression joke done, anxiety done, therapy done, okay, cool, what else do I have, actually, uh, I am, when my depression, like when my therapist told it, uh, that I have depression, I actually told her that actually I'm not a rich person, so, so I can't afford it, right, it's a rich people disease, right, have you seen poor people having depression, no, most I can afford is diarrhea. That's <laughs> my peak. I'm a poor person from India. Do you know what, like I'm on, do you know my visa, right? You don't know, I'll tell you, I'll educate you. So my visa is, if I lose my job, you know how much time will I get to go back to India? 24 hours. Like That's like two gummies. A <laughs> <laughs> lord in his shock, what the fuck? That's true, yeah, but that's fine, that's I'm living the American dream, it's okay, yeah. So it's fine, so that's the hope. If I don't become a stand-up comedian before I lose my job, then you can all come to SFO airport and give me free drugs because I won't have money to afford it then. (laughs) I like gummies, by the way. Okay, thank you.
0: (laughs) TD, everyone, yay. Okay, I'm your last comedian, clap for me. She's written, She's written a new joke. I, I walk around a lot. I walk around the city, and um, I don't wear headphones. I like to think, you know? Like the olden days, I read philosophy, and I I walk, and I think. And, you know, I'm trying to make myself a better person. I'm trying not to be so vain. Every morning I get my outfit together, and I'm and I tell myself when I'm walking down the streets of San Francisco, I am not going to look at my reflection in the windows because that is vain. It is vain. If I walk by, I am not going to look in the windows. Forcing myself to not look in a window is just as vain as looking in the window because I'm ju- forcing myself not to look because I'm worried about being vain. Vanity is like an inverted disco ball and you're in the center. And it's like, you're so vain. I bet you think this joke is about you. You're so, it is about me. I wrote the joke. It's all about me. I'm a narcissist. Don't you get it? Why else are we doing? Why would we do this? What is the point? Oh, my thoughts are better than theirs. My thoughts are so scintillating. They came down from God on high. Through my honeyed lips, they drip. No, it's just a van. That's the only thing I want to work on is that new vanity joke. What was the other thing? No, I I seriously walked, but I was like, don't look at yourself, don't look at yourself. I was like, if I'm dying not to look at myself, it's just as bad as looking at myself. Isn't it? I don't know, I don't know what that's like. I don't wear makeup, so I'm like, I'm not vain, but uh, yeah, I'm vain. Uh, What was my other new joke? Something about philosophy, I don't (laughs) remember. Oh, well. When I was little, my grandma always said, ugly people fuck too. I don't know what that means though. Am I the ugly one? Cause I'm not fucking. So I don't know like what that means. I'm like, am I, am I supposed to be fucking? I was like nine. So thanks grandma, I'm Like, I'm thanks. She also said that I have very wide hips and that will be great for birthing babies. But ha, I never had a kid, you dummy. And you know what, I'm just gonna brag. I'm just gonna light flex for just a sec. Cause I am 48 years old and I don't have stretch marks. Right? I know. That's kind of miraculous. I'm 48. I don't have stretch marks. I don't have cellulite. And I've never been on a dating app. I've also never seen the movie Titanic. I know. All the things that make me feel like I'm better than all of you. That's, <laughs> that's the list. No dating apps, no Titanic. Um, okay. Thank you all for being here. We're here every Monday at 6. And we're here on Friday at 6. Tomorrow at 6 we're at OMG. And it's two for one drinks, which is a lot of fun if you like to drink. And thanks for being here, Adam, and I hope you come back. You're really um, classy for staying the whole time. I, I would have left in the first 10 minutes, so I really <laughs> applaud you for sticking around. That's really lovely. Um, everybody have a good night. Yay, bye.
9: Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy. Ah, very good. Ah,
4: very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready, crew. The festival is upon us. L- scurvy Steve, how many comics?
8: Over a hundred
4: comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you.
21: Aye, aye, Captain.
4: You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name?
21: Very
22: good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. Arr! What is that? I don't know
4: what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But f- quick to the festival! All sails ahead! Arr. Pirate go
1: noises! Ah, You're still thinking.
23: And when it's all over you... Well, I you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, oh
21: fucking Mark!
11: Mark. Oh, my God. I hear he's the
23: best of the worst.
21: He gives you the business, y'all.
23: Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th.
24: At 7.30 p.m. Please come and come all.
10: Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst, Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista. Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at CobbScomedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation.
25: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio
24: This all-ages open mic invites... Con- oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission.
5: Check out Eventbrite to reserve your
2: free seat every Tuesday 6 p.m.
5: At OMG on Savory 6th Street.
2: Savory 6th
24: Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Autumn Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility. Best of Mysterio at Boggle. We're getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got slum shle doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time.
23: Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh.
1: <laughs> happy,
4: happy Hour the is when the comedy is the cheapest.
0: Happy Hour, the most free, two hours, hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming
24: Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today?
23: At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon?
24: Oh, over there, at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for titans tons of Comedy.
23: That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother.
24: My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a blue-a-wee.
23: Reservations on eventbrite. Fucking
22: L.S.D. Fap Acid and Fapping Fapping and Acid Acid and Fapping Fapping and Acid Fap 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 Acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. <laughs>
25: Life in the air, groovy with gold in your pocket, You're riding a wild set of wheels at an easy pace. <laughs> Are you there? Everything is smooth and cool. There's some traffic, but not too much traffic. But it's all right, you see, because you've got everything covered. <laughs> you understand? driving along in the field of the sun and the radio's swinging a beautiful, crazy, wild tune. and you feel so good, you're right in there tight. and you feel it? Yes. Suddenly your mind goes over to Hiddleyville. You start thinking about a beautiful girl that you met there five years ago. And what a gasser she was. Oh, oh, take me now. <whistles> oh, beautiful. Nose rubbed in a rose garden, so many roses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And later. Thinking about how charming she was, how gracious her people were, what a ball you had, what a beautiful time. How 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 sweet, how generous, how how crazy, how like a home in a home in a home in a home, home. Kick it was. And you could think of how you went out to the lake and you, whoo, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you go many, many other places along that of the reverie kick, and all of a sudden you say, huh? <laughs> all right? I haven't hit anything. I don't think I have more. The Fender's all right. The Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. is a soldier for Ferdinand I of Spain. He was sent to the New World after bullion, and he flipped. He said to you, two, in order to know what it means to have nothing, you must have nothing. <laughs> and that's what he had in spades. The story gave me the knowledge of the healing of the hand and uh, I want you to dig it deeply. You, you out just to it a bit before. He met an Indian chief who started, with that they were started there, he said they thought he was a white god so they said we'll be very happy to help him spading out the chief's boyfriend, he's having trouble, he's gonna sit in door with his back to the street and you know just turn him around. So uh, he didn't know anything about making an appeal but he fell back in on his knees, and he made a connection that shook the peninsula.
1: <laughs>
25: I'm telling you. he ah, you moved him. And here's where it goes down here. Now, you heard about Vasco de Gamma, the island bumper. He was a history cat with a big fast message. They say, Gamma Bump Island number one, boom, put it in the book. De Gamma Bump Island number two, boom, put it in the book. There was another cat jumping at the same time and had a lean cassation that capped his first cap to shreds. And they called him Alba Nunez Cabeza de Vaja the Gasser. And he blew about 200 across the line. I sat on the rug for four days, put the gas on him, I blew him. This is history. Dig this jazz. And it's a beautiful jazz. And Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca, the gas is dead. The end of the letter. Right at the end of this letter. With your Majesty. I'm hip that you are with a fat book. I said, I want to knock the page on it. But I found out on this expedition that there is a great power within. Hurting, can cure and heal and cause miracle. He said when you use it, it's like a magic garden. And when you do not use it, it recedes.
26: Since I put my name on that dotted line, I haven't been able to sufficiently dine. In fact, I'm sort of in a string,
1: but it ain't no big thing.
26: $144 a month ain't much of a deal. Two picks and soup ain't much of a meal, all the little money, I run across, goes in my gas tank, out my exhaust, it's a strain, but it ain't no big thing, dollar on Monday, Tuesday broke, Wednesday's a drag, Thursday's a joke. Walking around in the rain Carrying these terrible pains Baby, forget it, honey It ain't no big thing I'm gonna take my car back My girl told me not to buy a big car like that But you know I wanted to play the game And now I'm in a financial strain But baby
21: Oh, I admit that. I get on a terrible record. See, uh, when a woman first learns to drive, you're pretty safe in your own neighborhood because you call them up and tell them you're coming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's when you go downtown for the first time that you're really on your own. And oh, boy, uh, everything went wrong, and it really wasn't my fault. Really, it was my husband's fault, things that happened to me. Although he was not alone. (laughs) <laughs> it put the car in the garage backwards
1: <laughs>
21: well that shot the hell out of my map
1: <laughs>
21: and boy I went right out the wrong end <laughs> and that put me on the wrong street going the wrong way on a one way street <laughs> that wasn't going my way
1: <laughs>
21: and boy they're, they're organized they won't give an inch. and everybody is coming this way except me and one other woman (laughs) I loved her (laughs) she was following me